Hello and welcome to episode 374 of the Veg Grower podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I can in my allotment and garden. Now coming up a bit later on, I'm going to be talking to you about the finance side of Grow Your Own. That's coming up in just a moment, but first let's find out what I've been up to over this last week. It's Saturday the 5th of December 2020 today and I am feeling absolutely like I'm taking a step in the right direction today. I'm in the potting shed at the moment and I'm just in here because it's been raining quite a bit today and this is just somewhere I could just get out the wet bad weather to record this little piece to you guys. What have I been doing today? Well, this morning, the first thing I did was that I moved a quail that was in here, in this potting shed, in a cage on her own for the last couple of months. She'd done some injury to her leg, so I put her into isolation in here about two months ago to give her the chance to recover and and see how she got on. She had a horrible blister, which... Fortunately, has now everything has cleared up on her leg and she's a lot better for it. So I put her in with the other two females outside in the big old rabbit run, which hopefully she'll be happier with the other two females out there. I have got two males in another cage, so we're going to have to split them up at some point and start getting them into a bit of organisation. But I'm not worried about that just yet because... I've got other things that are becoming a bit more of a priority. I've been monitoring those three throughout the day and checking they're all getting on okay, which fortunately they have. After that, I spent a bit of time just tidying up the garden. I was hoping to get a lawnmower out, but it's too wet for that still. But I was just tidying up the garden and keeping an ear out for the doorbell because I had a delivery today. And it is cladding for my shed. Now, last week I spoke about the cladding company that has basically let me down. I still cannot get hold of them. So I've brought cladding from a better supplier, more reputable supplier. And that has arrived within a few days. So I'm very, very happy to say the least. I've got all that cladding into the area where the shed is going to be built. And I'm just sort of tidying up that area in order that I can then concentrate on building this shed with plenty of space around me. It's taken a bit of time and it's it's something I could have done while waiting for the cladding over the last few weeks in all honesty, but I think while I've been waiting for the cladding, I've sort of felt a bit like I can't move on. And that's really slowed things down, which is why I think I was a bit, bit low last week. But now this cladding is here. It's the, the final piece to get this shed built and possibly tomorrow I'm going to crack on and add that cladding onto the frame I'm probably not going to go down the allotment this week we'll find out in just a moment now one final thing I need to add for today this potting shed it's as I said it's old it's coming down it's a bit of a horrible thing but today throughout the day one of the acrylic panels in the door, the clear acrylic panels that make this a sort of greenhouse as well as a shed, that's fallen out of place. And I 
I can't really get back in. So it was just as well that everything today seemed to fit into place. The new shed is getting ready to be built. The quail is out of this. I've started emptying stuff out of this shed as well. We're just moving on to getting that, that new shed built and really getting happy with what things are happening. Right, well that's it for today. Let's find out what else we're doing this week. Right, well that is it for today. It's Sunday the 6th of December 2020 today. Um, <laughs> spent a day at home as I predicted today. Reasonably nice weather so I was out in the garden and uh, yeah I have been attaching my cladding to my shed structure. Now I started off this and I quickly realised that the actual frame that I made the front and back I had made slightly too long so I had to cut those back down just a just a slight adjustment which was my mistake when I built it I basically didn't factor in both sides I'd only cut it to one length which stupid mistake but that's the whole reason that we check and check and check when we build these sort of things quickly sorted out and I quickly got on and cladded up a lot of this frame now I didn't quite complete cladding the entire frame because I ran out of screws I could have nipped around the corner to a supplier and got some but we only had a couple of hours of sunlight left by that point and um, I'd made good progress pretty happy with myself and I figured I'd better off using the time to basically tidy everything up add a few more little bits and pieces and, and get going which is what I did so I packed everything up once I ran out of screws I built the door, which was uh, another piece that I wanted to, to get going and needed to build. I was waiting for the actual structure to be built before I built the door, but um, just decided to do it now. And then I've covered everything back over with tarpaulin. And then when I next get some time off work, I will continue on building this shed. I can't wait. I really cannot wait to complete this and have all you guys hear what's going on inside and just going to make my life a lot easier having somewhere dedicated to working and, and set up with all the things that I do in mind. So yeah that's mainly what I've been doing today. I did have a bit of sunlight still left over once I'd finished packing everything away. So I harvested some beetroot and uh, cleared away a few more tomato plants that we have. Everything's going into the compost heap and is going to start basically rotting down quite soon in order to make compost. But yeah, a little bit sidetracked with this shed build, which I kind of expected was going to sidetrack and take me away from some of the other tasks. But this project has been such an ongoing project that it just needed, needed me to concentrate and get on with it because you know what? I'm really, really desperate to get this shed going and I, I can't wait. Can't wait. I really cannot wait. There's something about sheds that I just absolutely love and this is going to be one that I'm really excited and can't wait. Really can't wait. Sorry. Said that many times. So yes, that's what I've been up to today and I suspect that'll be it for this week. So I'm going to wrap up for the diary section and run a commercial break. Before we carry on with the podcast, hope you enjoyed it by the way, I just want to ask you for some ways that you can help support me and the Veg Grow Podcast. 
Firstly, if you can share, 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 the more listeners that know about it, the more we can share our experience. Leave a review on your podcatcher service. That really helps boost us up and get us seen. Then we have merchandise available on the VegGrowerPodcast.co.uk. Collection of t-shirts and mugs with the VegGrower Podcast logo. Throughout December, we have added some mugs with a very special Christmas logo. Come January, they won't be available anymore. Finally, the number one method to support is the Supporters Members Club. I'm really pleased with this club that I've built. The current members also seem very happy with it too. Just £5 a month is what it costs to be a member. For that, you get extra podcasts and videos that go on behind the scenes and uh, then you know what I'm up to. Added to that, each month I send out a monthly gift pack which includes a collection of seeds that can be sown that month. I sow these seeds along with you too so we're all growing these together as a group. To find out more, just head over to the vegcrowdpodcast.co.uk. And now, back to the podcast. This week, I've received a great question about the cost of Grow Your Own. And it is something that I do often think about, as we often sort of brand Grow Your Own as being a way to save money. But is that true? And that's the question that I'm always asking. During 2019, I actually started a weekly blog post every Sunday where I shared how much I harvested each week and how much that would have cost from a supermarket. I also shared how much I spent on Grow Your Own. Now, that was a great little blog each week. Unfortunately, halfway through the year, I had website problems and... uh, When I got my website up and fixed, I'd lost so many weeks that it was a bit difficult to get back on track. And in all honesty, I lost a bit of motivation to keep it up. It was my mistake in all honesty because I should have carried on. But I am going to be bringing that feature back in 2021. Yes, the weekly harvest report will be returning. Now, that's not saying that I haven't been keeping track of what I've been spending my money on or what I've harvested. So what I have done is just gone through quickly all my figures and just work out roughly what we've got here, there and wherever. Now, let's start with the value of what I have harvested. Now, I tend to compare what I have harvested with the value of Tesco's value veg. Now, I use Tesco's value veg. Although I try to be an organic gardener, I don't feel it is right to compare my crops to those who are organically certified because that certificate costs money for the producers and that certificate enables them to sell organic veg. So I compare mine to Tesco's value. I feel personally that's a bit more of a a true representation of what you're going to be saving money on if you're trying to save money. Now, over the course of a year, I harvest about a thousand pounds worth of food from my garden and allotment. A thousand pounds is about 20 pounds of fresh, healthy veg each week. Now, that figure does include eggs for my chickens and quail, but I certainly find that 20 pounds a week is a large chunk of the shopping budget. Now, I should probably say that the £20 is an average figure throughout the year. Of course, there are some weeks where I may bring in much less, but there are other weeks where we might bring in a lot more. Now, this is an important point for me because as I'm trying to be self-sufficient, it just makes me realise the importance of trying to eat seasonally and so I can always have food coming in from the garden or allotment all year round very very important now what about how much i spend gardening this figure surprises me because i've worked out an average 
I spend about £550 a year growing my own. Now that does sound a lot of money. Let's break it down into what we seem to spend a lot of money on. And hopefully then we can start seeing where we need to save money to make it even more profitable. Now my allotment rent is £74 a year at the moment for two half plots. That rent does increase fractionally each year, only by a quid or so. I do know there are some cheap sites out there, but there are also some more expensive rents. So that's flexible depending on your own circumstances. I also seem to spend about £150 a year on bags of compost. Now this is both seed compost and multi-purpose compost. I've now made a pledge to only use peat-free compost. So in 2021, this figure might get higher. But what I'm also looking at doing is buying in bulk in order to save some money. I've got to find somewhere I can do that with, but I think that's certainly somewhere I've got a bit of wiggle room. Now, each month I buy a gardening magazine. I used to buy two, but my sister brought me the subscription. Uh, so that saves on the cost of that. Now, the main reason I get these magazines is for the free seeds and I use those in the garden. But the articles are also worth reading and do a great of research for me as well. Now, those magazines cost me £6 a month and that will add another £72 to this total. That means we are now just shy of £300. Now that leaves about £250 to get spent on things like plants or plant feed or new tools throughout the year. Now this figure is actually very, very deceiving because I'm sure most of us don't really keep track of what we do spend. Probably because when you see it broken down like that, it's quite a scary figure. But I would urge you to keep track of it for a year and just see what figure you do actually get. You might be surprised. I think it's easy for us gardeners to go into a garden centre and get carried away and just buy this plant because it's either on a discount or or we've got to have it. And that's how that figure does creep up quite rapidly. Now, what I haven't included in this figure is water. That's mainly because I collect so much rainwater in my water butts that I usually don't have to resort to using mains water. But using mains water would come at a cost to us. We're on a meter. I'm not sure how I would calculate that in honesty, but it's something to think about if you are using mains water. That is how I have summed up what I spent and what I have produced. What it demonstrates to me is that by spending £550 on Grow Your Own, I get £1,000 worth of fresh food on average. And that makes about £450 profit. Personally, I think that is pretty good going. It's £450 worth of high quality, fresh food with very low food miles, which is much better for the environment. Added to that, throwing the time spent outside in the fresh air, gardening in a hobby that I am so passionate about and I love doing, in my opinion, that makes that value so much higher. Now, what I want to know and would be interested to find out is if you keep a record of what you harvest and what you spend. And have you found the figures interesting or surprising to you? If you haven't, then perhaps every week in 2021, you would like to add your figures to the blog post I'll be bringing out each week and we can keep track of it all together. 
Now, before I close up for this podcast, we have the product of the week. Each week in the run-up to Christmas, I'm suggesting a product that I have and use as a way of supporting some of the great companies out there doing some good work who have maybe lost out on showcasing their products at events this year. Now, this week's product comes from VeggiePod, who I've spoken about many times with their VeggiePod, which stands proudly in my garden. This year, they actually very kindly sent me a veggie bag. Now, the veggie bag is a flexible container which covers the entire plant, unless, of course, the plant outgrows its container. It comes in two sizes, large and small, and I have the small version, and in it this year, I have grown kale, beetroot, salad leaves, The clever thing about this is the mesh. Now the mesh covers the plant entirely. It's the same mesh found on their veggie pod and it protects the plants from my chickens and other wildlife. That's meant I could actually get a harvest from them even though if it wasn't for the mesh, the chickens would destroy everything. Now the top of these bags have a zipper allowing for easy access and this I have found to not get stuck or not be fiddly at all and that has meant that I have actually used this veggie bag many many times and actually make a point of going into it. The veggie bag can be bought from Amazon for $34.99 at the time of recording or from veggiepod.co.uk for the price of $19.99 for a small bag or the large bag for $29.99. I'll add the links for this to the blog post for this podcast, of course. Well, that is it for this week. Let me know if you have any thoughts on anything discussed in this podcast. You can email me, richard at veggrailpodcast.co.uk Visit the website and leave a comment on the veggrailpodcast.co.uk or you can find me on social media. Until next time, please take care.